Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag college football. All three are showing great separation from the rest. I mean, that's it's really close right now. So we'll have to. I mean, there's going to be some moments where we're going to have to make some decisions on 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 how to you know function from here on out. But they're making it really difficult on us, and that's that's a really good sign. Kalani Sataki talking about the quarterback race. Is that all coach speak, PK, or is somebody who they really like perform poorly and? Somebody thought was third performed better, and now they've got doubt. Jaron Hall's going to start. Baylor Romney's going to be number two, and Jacob Conover is going to be number three. That would indicate that nothing has changed because that's been the answer for months. But that does not mean that it those three have not separated themselves because they have. And also, as you just said, that does not mean that it's close. And Romney's he needs to be on the top of his game. He's pushing Hall for sure. Conover's going to have his time. I just don't think it's going to be against Arizona. Uh, unless they have catastrophic injuries. Uh, but he needs to be ready, too, because you never know, obviously. <laughs> he might so, have him, yeah. yeah. I mean, you don't need, I mean, not necessarily catastrophic, just a just hammy an, or an ankle or whatever. Right. And so uh, he needs to be ready. And his time definitely will come. There's no question about that. Um, so they wanted the competition to, to linger a little bit. And then I, I'm not sure if they want to play cat and mouse. With Arizona, I think Arizona's of the situation that they've got so many things that they need to worry about themselves that uh, not at the top of the list is who's going to start for the other guys. I suspect because of his background coaching the defense, Kalani's thinking, well, I got one quarterback who can definitely run it. Another guy's a little more of a pocket. Why let them straighten that out? Make them work on it all. Well, but you're right. Arizona's got plenty of The good thing from the Arizona perspective is that They've seen film of both of these kids. I mean, neither one of them are brand new. So they'll be prepared. They're under-talented this season, obviously, after having they've lost 12 in a row and a brand-new coach and all that stuff. So the, the good thing is that the, the Cougars have some strength to choose from rather than weakness. That's a positive. And the fact that if they do have an injury, they've got another guy to go to who's got some experience is positive. So. Oregon defensive end Kayvon Thibodeau, potential number one overall pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, has entered into a marketing deal with United Airlines, which will provide special direct flights from Eugene, Oregon, to select Ducks away games this season. The program will begin with multiple direct flights from Eugene to Columbus, Ohio, starting on September 9th, because they are playing Ohio State on September 11th. I imagine they could fill up a bunch of those planes. Yeah, Thibodeau's going to get a ton of money from Phil Knight anyway, so he's more to... Buy ice cream cones, I guess. <laughs> How much is this really going to work? I mean, What's yes. Well, I mean, you're basically you're paying him to be an advertising spokesman. And how many people can do that? I mean, you have a whole team do it so you get the pub because everybody's eating these protein bars. Well, if the BYU team's eating them, maybe I should try to eat one too. So I, I get that. I just wonder how far this goes. I mean, how many different things. And it's new now, but it's not going to be new in three or four years. Well, the business world and yeah. did, but we did, reinvents itself. But let me let me correct you. At BYU, 
There's a million businesses that haven't been invented yet. No, no, thank you. And there's a million young Latter-day Saints. Entrepreneurs are grinding in those 90 minutes in between their kids' really games. really want to do this. This is what they were born to do. I was born to run. They were born to be entrepreneurs. Thank you, Bruce. So with that in mind, there's so much more to come that we don't even know. So, yeah, I, I think it's absolutely endless. I, and, and I do think that it's probably more valuable for the startup who's got to get their name out there. If they got cash, though, yeah. it doesn't come for free. No, it doesn't. Yeah, they got the cash from the neighborhood. Hit up the ward, hit up the neighbors, hit up the coworkers, hit up the friends. Coworkers? What are these? If you get five of your friends. <laughs> oh, we're doing the multi level thing now? Yeah. Oh, I see. You guys, you're always thinking like that. The Nevada Wolfpack have moved their training camp to Stanford. Air quality issues in Reno due to all the wildfires in California. We're seeing plenty of smoke here. Kalani just talked about moving his practices indoors. The Wolfpack are going to Stanford for the rest of the week and plan to have a scrimmage before returning to campus this weekend. So it's an issue here. It's an even bigger issue there, it looks like. They don't have an indoor place? Nevada does not have an indoor facility. And none of the area... Facilities can accommodate them. Are you going to ballroom in a casino? It's <laughs> an idea. Tennis shoes on, carbon right? Get your running shoes on. Big 12 Conference announced on Tuesday an updated policy. If you don't have enough players to compete due to COVID-19 for any reason, you'll be charged with a forfeit. Pac-12 already decided that, and the Big 12 following in their footsteps. South Carolina added graduate assistant coach Zeb Nolan to their active roster this weekend. To solidify their, wait for it, quarterback room, Nolan had transferred to South Carolina with eligibility remaining after serving as Trey Lance's backup at North Dakota State, but he's been activated due to starting quarterback Luke Doty suffering an ankle sprain that has him questionable play in the season over against Eastern Illinois September 4th. PK, we got a little whiff of this at BYU a few years ago in spring ball. They didn't. Christian Stewart. Yeah, they didn't have a quarterback with eligibility in spring ball. So this that quarterback is, room sucked. Because <laughs> I got to say, man, these last couple days, the DJ and PK room, we were light. You just, I didn't feel the room was where it needed to be. Well, I'm back. And I'm not light. <laughs> DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Seattle Seahawks All-Pro Safety Jamal Adams agrees to a four-year extension worth $72 million, making him the highest-paid safety in the NFL. Adams said his mom, Michelle, sent a text that helped push the deal across the finish line, telling reporters, she said my full name. And when my mother says my full name, I think I need to pay attention. She gave me a nice little paragraph, basically just told me you don't have to prove anything to anybody else. You did enough. We're happy. As long as my family's happy and I'm happy, I can come and do what I love to do. It's all that matters to me. Would your mom have sent you a text if you had a $72 million offer on the deal on the table and she found out you hadn't agreed to it? No. She'd punch me in the groin. <laughs> and another thing. And then when I wow. doubled over and could be at eye level. The knee would have come up to the bridge of the nose? Yes. Take the money. That's a lot of money. What are you doing? So the Seahawks have their safety. They traded for him, got him from the Jets, and now they got him signed for four years. Niners released former 10th overall pick Josh Rosen, marking his fourth team he's been with since he was drafted by the Cardinals in the first round of the 2018 NFL Draft. A cautionary tale for players coming out early, PK. Yeah, no matter how you high better. You're, no matter how high you're drafted, 
It may not last. Well, that's why, that's that why you need to. Get the rookie money. Before they discover you aren't any good at the NFL level. That, that's... That's not a ca- that's a cautionary tale, but not for the way you, th- you think or you're inf- inferring that it is. You may not be ready, but it may be your only chance at the money. Choose wisely. Tim Tebow tight end experiment is over after the veteran was released by the Jacksonville Jaguars. These releases are just cutting down to 85 players, so I assume that these are the easy decisions, and it will get much tougher. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Jazz are going to play on Christmas. 8.30 Christmas night ESPN, the fifth game in the quintuple header. They will face the Dallas Mavericks. Nobody knows what quintuple means. Just That's why I said it's naval. the fifth game. Speak na- basic English. Jeez. That will lead us to the question of the day. Shortly, what does this mean for the Jazz going forward as far as respect and how good do people expect say? him to be? What does it say about your team? You guys yeah. have so much confidence, man. That confidence is really just going to lead to success, isn't it? The Utah Jazz wrapped up play in the NBA's Las Vegas Summer League with a 103-98 loss to the Philadelphia 76ers. Jarrell Martin led the Jazz with 23 points and 12 rebounds. Several of the names you've become familiar with if you've been following Summer League did not play. They did not. No as of week eight. Lower back soreness. Yeah. And uh, we promised the agents that these other guys would get some time to show their stuff, so let's get them in right here. Forrest didn't play. I don't yeah. think Brantley played. Right. Uh, load management. Minnesota Timberwolves. Well, we'll get to them in just a second. Okay. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Now I feel better. The Minnesota Timberwolves reportedly have acquired Patrick Beverly from the Memphis Grizzlies just after... Just days after he was dealt to Memphis by the Clippers, Minnesota sending guard Jarrett Culver for Juancho Hernan Gomez to Memphis in the trade. Too many point guards, too many young guys who want to play, not that many minutes, PK. Or they really wanted Jarrett Culver. No, they need they needed salary dumps. They had too many guys under contract. You talking about Memphis? Yeah, their 15-guy limit. It's a financial move. Think Culver can play, or is he just another high Minnesota Timberwolves play, player that's going to bust? Sixth pick in the draft in 2019. I, I'm not watching Minnesota basketball. I'm not your guy there. The other Christmas Day games in the NBA will feature Hawks, Knicks, Celtics, Bucks, Warriors, Suns, and of course the Nets and the Lakers. Guess who gets the marquee time slot? Any of those games do it for you? Give me watching the NFL that day. We're going to have a lot of sports that day. Falls on a Saturday, and the NFL's got two games that day. Plus the NBA with five. Yeah, I want to. I want, I'll watch them all. What am I going to do? Sit there and talk to family? <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's just my wife and I anyway, so uh, yeah, we'll watch. Absolutely. Kings won the Las Vegas Summer League title, beating Boston 100-67. Another championship for Sacramento. Game. Yep. They can hang a banner with that one they got from Rochester back in 1950-whatever. Well, they That's their second summer league yeah, title. Second, yeah, don't, don't discount them. I mean, I saw someone, uh, I think it was Luke Walton, kissing the trophy. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. 
Oakland A's pitcher Chris Bassett carted off the field after being hit in the head by a line drive in the second inning of the game against the White Sox. PK, it's, we see this periodically, and it just seems like they're flirting with something even worse than this. Death? Yes. <laughs> Why wouldn't you just say it? <laughs> well, because there are other things that are also, you know. Well, I know, but that's what you meant. Death is bad. <laughs> that's what you meant. Permanent it, brain man. injury is bad. But you meant death. I meant them all. But I did mean death. Yeah, I think they should have some type of cushion. I've been saying that for years. Seems like a good idea. Cubs 12 ga- or 12 game losing streak is over. They're just going to limp to the finish line after trading everybody. They beat the Reds uh, two to one. The Giants can do no wrong. They beat the Mets three to two. Dodgers keep pace with a four three win over the Pirates. So yesterday, get home a little after eleven. Flick on MLB Network, and they got the Yankees and Red Sox. Austin Newton. Playing okay. a doubleheader, so yeah. yeah. That's part of the story. Uh, so, I'm thinking, okay, I'll watch it for a couple innings, go to the gym, <laughs> come back, so I can be ready for Summer League at 1.30. I did not know those guys weren't going to play. So find out, you know, as a bouquet, and he was number one, who I want to watch, that he wasn't going to play. So... I, I was sort of lost interest a little bit in that summer league game since the, the main guys I wanted to see weren't there. And I go back to the Boston-Yankee game, right? It's the top of the seven. The Yankees are up two. And Red Sox load the bases with no outs. And then they get a fly ball to left and K. And then they bring up Renthrow and Costas and Verducci. They're going nuts. The crowd's going nuts. Renthrow strikes out, and I'm wondering, as he's leading up to that strikeout, the last at bat, I'm thinking, man, this is seventh inning. Why is everybody going so berserk? <laughs> I did not know they were playing a doubleheader, <laughs> so I did not know that that was the last inning. <laughs> All right. It's the end of their game. Yeah, there, yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, that's why. Because you can feel the tension, you know, last at, last at bat. Bases loaded, crowd standing. Man, Yankees are really. The Yankees are doing well. They were like ten games back a month ago, and now they lead Boston in the wild card. That maybe an opportunity to catch Tampa really is not out of the question. And so I, I, I just laughed to myself. I would have helped if I would have known. It's a good thing I didn't flick back. I think, ah, it's just the seventh inning. You can go back <laughs> over the summer. I would have missed it, but I decided to stay with it because the Jazz guys weren't playing the ones that I wanted to watch. So I did not know they were playing a doubleheader. And because of that, I did not know that it was only a seventh inning game. Yankees sweep the doubleheader. They have moved a uh, percentage point in front of the Red Sox. The Yankees, the Red Sox, and the Oakland A's. It's close enough. We could end up with a play-in game to get to the wild card game. I know there's a long way to go. It's mid-August. But it's a three-way battle for those two spots right now. And the Mariners are four games back of them, and the Jays are four back. So well, you don't know if they'll get teams. a two spots, yeah. No, we don't know how this will play out. There's there's obviously three for two spots, but really, with, there's enough time it could be five for two spots. Uh, the Yankees, this was an awesome run by them to just wipe that Red Sox lead out. Bees had their game postponed last night due to rain. They're going to play the Reno Aces at Smith's Ballpark at 635. Get your tickets at slbees.com. Detroit Tigers TV analyst Jack Morris said he did not intend 
anything offensive on Tuesday night after using an accent when describing what the Tigers should do when pitching to Shohei Otani. That's uh, BYU's Jack Morris, isn't it? Yeah, a long time ago, but yeah. yeah. The former Tigers ace turned TV analyst. So I guess that goes back to your theory of a guy's lifetime of, uh, you know, how's he carried himself? Is there anything like this in his past? Or he was talking off the cuff and he said the wrong thing. But it's a one-time deal. I think deal. he said four words in, in an obvious accent. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. RSL in the Houston Dynamo tonight. Third and final meeting. Houston is winless in like their last 12. It's been a long stretch. They haven't won since late May. So now they have had a bunch of ties mixed in there. So RSL needs the three points at home. Before they go back out on the road again, so it's 8 o'clock tonight, Rio Tinto Stadium. RSL coming off a uh, shutout win over Austin. And if you're wondering why DJ didn't take more than two days off, now you know. To be back for that game. (laughs) Well, I'd pretty much seen the high spots in Omaha. I would have had to branch out and go to Lincoln. But I could have done it. Could have gone to see Memorial Stadium. Saw uh, Wyoming's field on the way over there. Stopped in Laramie, so took the business loop through the school. There it is. Okay. Home of the Cowboys. Way to go. And we're off. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, when we come back, we got the question of the day. What does it say? Christmas Day for the Jazz for the second time in three years. Riley Jensen, our college football insiders, coming up at 8 o'clock. Reno Mahe, former BYU star, former Philadelphia Eagle, coming up at 9 o'clock right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Top 60 and 60 is back on the Zone Sports Network. Get your college football fix every day at 1.30 as the Zone counts you down to the start of the 2021 season by listing off the top 60 players in the state of Utah as voted on by the local media. You'll also hear from the coaches as they talk about the players that will impact their season the most. It's the Top 60 and 60, weekdays at 1.30, presented by Cypress Credit Union and ICON, on your home of the best college football coverage in Utah. 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ PK brought to you in part by Mark Miller. DJ PK in the morning, proudly presented by Mark Miller Subaru. So how much is it a sign of respect that the Jazz will play at home on Christmas night against the Dallas Mavericks and Luka Doncic? What does it say, PK? Says to me, I'm furious. Because? Because the league thinks that the Lakers and the Nets are going to get to the finals. Hmm. Or they've got the biggest stars that people love to hate, so they'll watch them. Not necessarily you root for the teams, but you'll watch and root against them. No, that's not it at all. No. They're going with the Vegas odds. Lakers and Nets are the favorites. Yeah. And that's the one curse about the NBA is that you can identify a handful of teams. And the league is doing it, so why wouldn't everybody else do it? Everybody else has been doing it for years. Decades even. But don't try to tell me there's 10, 11 teams and this is so exciting and the regular season matters, blah, blah, blah. And there you put, you would think that they would have a more regional situation. So you wouldn't have one team having to travel across the country 
at least be around. Like when they put the Lakers and Clippers on uh, on the marquee game? Yeah. Because the Jazz are getting the last time slot, which along with the first time slot, probably isn't going to get as many viewers. They will here. And I don't care about viewers. I've, I've, I've never cared about TV ratings. I like what I like. If you don't like it, good on you. You want to watch something else? But you know they're going with for the ratings with the Lakers and Nets, which is what's irritating you. I don't think it's about ratings, but I guess everything is about ratings. So I just think they're sending a message. These are the two teams that we believe that are going to be in the finals. I think and it's more these are the two teams that they think are the most watchable teams. I don't. I mean, with the Lakers, everybody's got questions about whether they're going to be healthy. If anything, that's the roll of the dice on Christmas. Will they be healthy at Christmas? Right. So then that proves my point, that it can't be solely about ratings. Because, of hey, that's a roll of the dice. Thank you. <laughs> Very well said. I didn't even need to bring that up. Right. So it could be a total bust. And if they're in the finals, who cares what's on Christmas Day? Exactly. Yes, my point was made by a TV expert. They've avoided some teams that they know are going to have health issues. No Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers on Christmas Day. No Jamal Murray and the Nuggets on Christmas Day. Don't know if they completely trust Portland not to trade Damian Lillard. So they took the next five. Those three are out, so the five they took are pretty obvious. I suppose they could have taken six from the East and four from take the West. whatever you want. I mean, who cares? I mean, it's if I'm going to see uh, the Beatles... Who cares who the warm-up acts are? <laughs> so, it does, it's like, does the SEC really care what Vanderbilt does? <laughs> no. They're worried about Alabama and getting them in. And if not them, then LSU. And if not them, you know the, uh, the names. Georgia, whoever it might be. Georgia and Clemson, September 4th. Looking forward to that game. Couldn't care less who wins, but we'll be interested in watching it. Better than watching a money game. So I think that that's what they're doing. They're sending a strong message. And this is a league that people think that you know, the refs orchestrated, the league orchestrated. Oh, well, they're up 3-0. We don't want to sweep. No. I mean, we, we've heard that for 25, 30 years, as long as I've been following the league. And I get it. They're in to make the most money, as they should. Every business, that's what it's about. But I just think it sends a message, especially at that time slot. These are the two th- teams that we think. And for a league that, you know, the, the rogue referee who fixed things and whatnot, it's a little bit of a sensitive thing. Maybe I'm meeting more into it, but that's me. You're the positive guy. Now give us the positivity. They complained a while ago about the Eastern teams. <clears throat> they. The, the league, uh, the commissioner talked about we might have to do something with our TV partners to get the East Coast teams and the big markets on TV more because the ratings were slipping and they were blaming it on, this is like four years ago probably, three or four years ago, certainly pre-pandemic, that the league's best teams were, were playing in time slots where they couldn't see them. So you want to put Laker home games with LeBron on when people in the East Coast can watch. 8.30 at night here seems a little late, but 10.30 in the East is way late. And now that the Nets, who you know weren't anything then, but since have signed Durant, if they're going to go out west, they want to put them on when people can see them. Well, on a holiday, 
You don't. You can't move games. Well, you can. You can move games on the West Coast early, but it's not going to look great because the arena is going to be empty because people are caught up in traffic and getting home from work and they can't get on the ten and get to the arena. So Christmas is a chance to play an earlier game, not mess so much with the traffic. I mean, it's L.A., so there can always be traffic. And put it on an hour when people on the East Coast can see it. And and Durant and LeBron, man, those guys have, those guys have been in a lot of finals. So I'm not surprised they want their biggest celebrities on. Whether they're the best team in the East and West and are going to meet in the finals, or they're the second and third best and are going to go out in early. I mean, you might be on to something. They are the Vegas odds makers' favorites. That's that already been established. Be something. I think I'm dead on to something. But if they were third, <laughs> if they were going to the third best team, I think they'd still put them on there because those are two players people want to see, and that's how they promote it. Then why LeBron not put it on the Lakers? Why put why put all your eggs in the one basket? Then if I really want to see those guys, put them in separate games because I really want to see them. You just told me I really want to see them. So why put them in a two-hour time spot as opposed to a four-hour time spot? Because I really want to see them. That doesn't make any sense to me. But I'm a TV guy. I got fired. They could have sent the Nets to the Warriors. I mean, they could have. And then they could have had the Nets and the Lakers in, in different games. Right. That, that, to me, that so. doubles. If these are, I must see them, even though I see them a thousand times a year. Right. <laughs> but if the Nets take two trips and if uh, MLK Day is the day they go out and see the Warriors and they play at six o'clock then, that wouldn't surprise me. I have no idea. They got arena availability and all kinds of stuff I don't worry about. But I think they want those teams in those kinds of time slots. And Nets are the favorite. It's, they were the favorite last year, but they had injuries and they didn't get there. But tons of people were picking them. Tons. I think it's a good sign for the Jazz. Christmas Day. Coming off the best record when they need 10 teams and you had the best record in the league, it seems like they're not going to pass on you. Yeah, and it's something the that odds are you were gonna better do. than, well, we'll throw Boston and New York in there and probably uh, Chicago on there. I don't know. Uh, they threw Boston and New York in, yeah. but the early early slots, which are going to be Eastern teams. I mean, there's a game at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. That's a, that's a little on the early side to be hunkered down. You still might have Christmas stuff going on. I don't know. It's every Saturday and every Sunday there's games. <laughs> at 10 a.m.? Saturday mornings? On watch football, college but, football? But not NBA. The NBA doesn't play at 10 a.m. very often. But it's Christmas Day, so they're wedging them in. And it's noon in the East, and they get some eyeballs. So they put the Knicks there, and they put the Celtics and the Bucks in the second game. And so they need a Western game at the end of the night. So not surprised. You've got two young stars who've both performed well in the playoffs. So have them match up. The good thing to me is, for the Jazz perspective, if you earn it, you'll get what you want. They're forced to put the Jazz on there. Because they're good. And they're expected to be good this year. So even though there's a natural bias slanted, and there's a reason why the two biggest stars, as you told me, where everybody wants to see them, one's in media market number one, and then what is the Los Angeles area? Two or three? Two. It's one and two. All right. So that's not just by coincidence. And you can even argue that the league, if you depending on how far you want to go in conspiracy, that the league orchestrated that too. How I'm not willing to go that far because I don't care enough. 
but people who don't like the league and whatever for whatever reasons you can even carry that out that far if you so desire for me it doesn't matter because i don't get caught up in results i get caught up in games and competition and results don't change my life one way or the other so it doesn't and there's no sporting event that changes my life based on a team winning or losing none zero it doesn't matter uh to me i'm caught up in the competition of it that's where i'm attracted to but for others you could say well yeah look at the the two best stars that everybody wants to see as you say are in the two biggest markets all right that's the way it is and did the league orchestrate that did they have some influence well, we know they've had influence in other stuff. They wouldn't let Chris Paul go and and some other things that you know have been rejected or whatnot. And the Patrick Ewing thing years ago on the lottery and the cold envelope. And yeah, there's I, a, there's I don't a buy of, any of that. There's but, a lot of NBA lifers who do, yeah, though. But yeah. yeah, exactly. I don't. I mean, the Knicks didn't win anything, so what difference did it make? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> two trips to the finals and two losses, exactly yeah. like the Jazz. Yeah. So the point, the good thing is for the Jazz from the Jazz perspective, which is the team I care about the most, is that if you do things right and set yourself up, you can get everything that everybody else can get. It may be harder, but it's sort of a metaphor for life. You know, I believe education is the way. And it may be harder for some than it is for others. But it's still the way. And you may have to work on it. It may not be fair. And if you, if you want fairness, go to the cancer ward in the children's area of the hospital. If you're looking for fairness. And you'll come away realizing fairness is a nice word, but what does it mean? Why am I sitting here at my age and have never had cancer and others have at five years old and three years old and whatever? So, I mean, if, once you introduce the word fairness, you got to take it all the way. And when you get there, you're going to find out, well, some things really aren't fair. So, it's a great metaphor. Do things the right way, work really hard, and you can get there. And the Jazz got there. They were forced to put the Jazz on Christmas Day because they deserve it. And they're doing things the right way, and they have an opportunity to win a title in 21-22. And it doesn't matter that they're in the second or third smallest market. I don't, I don't know market sizes. That's, that's your thing. To me, I actually don't know either. Uh, I know I know New Orleans and San Antonio are smaller. I know. You, uh, you, but how because, many more? Uh, the way I phrase it, like you'd be a nerd to know, so of course you're going to run away from it. We Oklahoma understand. City, that'd be three. <laughs> you don't know and you just named them. But for me... There might be more, though. I'm still thinking. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, well, get back to us someday. <laughs> uh, the good thing about it is if you do what you're supposed to do, you can achieve everything, and they can't do anything about it. That's what's sweet about it. And someday, maybe this June, someday in this community, it's in community, it's going to be the sweetest because they don't want you to get it versus the Lakers and the Nets. They don't. They'd rather have that because it's about TV ratings, the almighty TV ratings. And that's what's going to make it sweeter the day you can get it. That's why if you're a hardcore jazz fan, you have my respect because everything's going against you. For all the talk of big markets, and some of it is real, I can't see the fire, but you obviously see the smoke. But at the same time, there's four teams in those big markets, and the Lakers win a lot. But the other three haven't won at all. Nets don't have an NBA title. I think they've been twice. Am I missing anything? I think they've been twice. The Clippers just got to a conference final for the first time. Yeah, but they don't care about them. I mean, they're seven, and the Knicks. It's, it's the Knicks. And the Knicks the haven't been to the final for, final since '99. And they've been to two in the same and, time and span. They've been on Jazz Christmas Day every year. Oh yeah. 
Because people will watch. Right. So the league's getting what it wants out of the Knicks. It can't blatantly go in and, and assign them Zion Williamson or whomever. Uh, you know, they, they can't uh, make them take Donovan Mitchell when he's sitting there, a local kid. I don't know if you knew, but Donovan played basketball in New York City. I heard that. <laughs> Grew up in Connecticut. Uh, or in some, some New York. But they didn't take them. The league can't force them. And they took that uh, other dude, uh, Nitavilia, whatever you say his name. And I think they've already uh, renounced his rights. And we're out. Right. And they took him before the Jazz traded for Mitchell. So they can't do that. But that's what's sweet about it, man. And that's why I want this franchise to win. Because it's, a, it's the perpetual underdog from that perspective. And it, it's a great metaphor for life, man. Keep plugging away, plugging away, plugging away. Now, they haven't gotten it done yet. But keep well, plugging away. The odds are against you, but so what? You can get it done. The Bucks went 50 years without getting it done, and they kept plugging away. And they had two horrible, frustrating playoff exits when Giannis was the MVP. But this year, they got it. And it was a pretty sweet trophy celebration. They were definitely savoring it. Well, and, and I wanted to be next year anyway when it's a full 82. It'll mean more. Don't win it this year. Jazz were smart. Get their guys rested, healthy. Come back stronger next year. Give them a taste of what can happen. Because an 82-game title means more than a 72-game title. It do. Did somebody drop an asterisk on the uh, on the Bucks, or did everyone let that ride? You, I, I wouldn't. But I'm just saying that this means more. A regular season that starts in October. Blah 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 means more. Alex says they played Christmas night two years ago. No big deal. They did blow out Portland. Well, I think it is a big deal though. I mean, Sacramento's not playing. Phoenix was never even going to be considered. Memphis, on and on and on. So, no, it is a big deal. I disagree completely. Is that Alex? Is that what you said? Alex Martinez. Alex. Amart. Come on, man. When's the last time? So the Suns are playing the Warriors. When's the last time the Suns were on Christmas Day? I have no idea. I know I actually went once Christmas Day to see the Suns play when I was living in Los Angeles. I've only spent, I've lived in Salt Lake for 28 years, and I've only spent one Christmas day here. Go to Arizona, hang with the family. Tried to make a commitment. Well, we'll leave that alone. But anyway, uh, yeah, family. Yeah, And so one of the years, actually, when I was in Los Angeles, we (gasps) were over there Christmas Day, and... I went to a game when they had Barkley. Hmm. Place was electric. I think that uh, my mother-in-law got tickets for my wife and I, so we went. <laughs> uh, so we went and watched them play. Yeah, and I would go there even on days that I would have to work at the Daily Breeze Christmas night. Really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get up, have an early morning Christmas, and then drive across the desert. To be at work by like four or five o'clock. Yeah. Suns are hosting the Warriors, and the same day, the Arizona Cardinals host the Indianapolis Colts. 
So you could have a, I don't know, are they going to overlap? No, 3 o'clock on ABC for the Suns and Warriors, and then 6.15 for the Colts and the Cardinals. You have your NBA-NFL doubleheader. Uh, yeah, it would be hard to get to, but some people will probably try. They're on opposite sides of the town a little bit. The Cardinals play on the west side, and the Suns play downtown. First time the Suns have been on Christmas Day since they blew out the Clippers in 2009. So it's been a little more than a decade. Yeah, I think it's a sign of respect. And the big thing for the Jazz is you can orchestrate whatever you want the league can do. But if we play our cards right, cliche, we can get there. And they are. They're, they're in the mix, man. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Our college football insider, Riley Jensen, joins us coming up at 8 o'clock. Reno Mai, the former BYU and Philadelphia Eagles player, at 9 o'clock. We'll ask Reno how much money he missed out on with name, image, and likeness coming along when it did. Man, he would have been perfectly positioned. Would have. Local star, good player, tons of charisma. He had, he had the trifecta. We'll talk with Reno at 9, right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Utah tight end Dalton Kincaid. Talk about Cam Rising and Charlie Brewer. I'm not asking you to pick favorites here. I'm just saying, you know, what are the strengths and what are these guys bringing to the table right now that, as Coach mentioned, this battle is neck and neck right now. I mean, in the spring, uh, you know, everyone kind of said, you know, Charlie's the guy, Charlie's the guy. And I know Cam's competitor, so I knew he's going to come back stronger than ever. And that's kind of where we're at right now is it's definitely neck and neck. I wouldn't be able to make a decision right now. I am more than confident in both of them being able to do the job, so I think it's just going to come down to it, and whoever can just be a, a playmaker and take over that offense. Hanson Scotting, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Join Hanson Scotty Thursday. They're going to be at Ochre Mountain Pharmacy from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. That's at 3665 South 8400 West, Suite 120 in Magna. All right, PK, you got a story you want to tell, and you don't want to you don't want to tell me what it's about. Plagiarism. What is it? What happened? Now I don't mind when people copy one another, but I hate plagiarism. What? Yeah. What's I, the difference? The difference? Well, you're copying versus cheating. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a fine line. We'll explore that later. And I cross that line all the time. So on August 3rd, 1280 The Zone and KSL.com posted a story by Patrick Kinahan. That's me. All right. And I wrote it. Uh-huh. It says, fair or not, the BYU football program begins practice this week with the extra burden of providing an encore to last season's phenomenal success. Mm-hmm. Two days ago, the watchdog, fair or not, Literally the same words. BYU football has double weight to carry through the 2021 season. Written by Gordon Monson. <gasps> you freaking plagiarized me. Fair or not? That's my exact phrase. I showed it to Yawk last night. We need to get him on and get to the bottom of this. Well, we had him on yesterday. Had him on yesterday. Oh, you did? You yeah. get to the bottom of it? No, I didn't see it until later in the afternoon. Well, Gordon, you're getting another call. What happened? (laughs) It's like I said snapshots. Let's see, what would Gordon say? Hold on, let me channel Gordon for a second. 
Well, um, it's a phrase, PK. I mean, it's a commonly used phrase. No, I didn't see yours. Well, wh- why, why didn't you see mine? I mean, your website ain't any better than my website. <laughs> <laughs> your website's bigger than my website. And we're both right oh, for yeah. websites. And my website's pretty doggone big. <laughs> I got a big website. Yeah, <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> got a big website. Yeah. Well, I got a big TV. Yeah. Well, I got a big website. I don't know the size of the Watchdogs website. I know the KSL is massive. And I know you got a big TV. There it is. <laughs> so he said, oh, I didn't see it. But imitation is the highest form of flattery. So I was just busting him. I told him I had consulted with my attorney. He'd be hearing from my attorney shortly. I'm rich. You're not. <laughs> um, well, I can. I can't say that. Now, you two, you both, you guys make more money than I do. So you're not uh, talking about me. I no, know. I'm talking about okay. Gordon and Sniggy. Uh, so they're rich. I'm not. I mean, that's just a fact. Uh, they live high on hillsides. I don't. I live in the flatlands. Uh, but what I can say is, I'm PK, and you're not. And I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But I do think it's a bigger issue here because I think both of us are true in what we're writing. Fair or not. It is. And it is actually, it's unfair because this is an entirely different ball club. But I do think there's going to be, see, I told you, either way. It's going to be, see, I told you, we were really good last year. Or if they go six and six, see, I told you, it's just. Last year was just the product of the schedule. And that shouldn't be, burden's probably too strong of a word, but it, I'm not sure what the exact word could be uh, because it's going to be people talk. It's not going to be the football So team. does it change in your mind, or do you think it changes in anybody's mind, if this year is relatively pedestrian, but next year's a bunch of wins and big, exciting victories piled up simply because they'll have an experienced quarterback back. Well, we don't know that. I have no idea who will be Well, back let's assume year. they do, that whoever plays this year plays next year. Because no. that whole thought that you're supposed to replace a quarterback with a couple games experience and he's going to play the way a number 2 pick in the NFL did? Uh, yeah, but there's plenty of teams who win eight, nine, ten games and don't have number two picks at quarterback. So okay, but I if mean, they go eight and four, you went eight go, and one, and they had a quarterback that was undrafted. but the unfair burden is if the, if BYU goes eight and four, which sounds decent right now, looking at their schedule and knowing how many guys went to the NFL, is that unfair burden going to land on them? See, at eight and four, that no. Good. no, they go eight and four. That's that's good enough. If they go nine and three. That's outstanding, and of course, anything above that is incredible. So I think that those who said, "Oh, it's a product of the schedule," blah blah blah. If you go eight and four, you've silenced. Well, I don't think them. the people are saying that. Oh, I don't think so. I think they'll just keep saying, "See." Oh yeah, but but there's going to be people who doesn't matter. No matter if you go on eleven and zero, it's going to be well because uh, Keaton Slovis didn't play in the second half because they were arresting him for the Pac-12 title game or something. So those those folks, they're like the ding-dongs who comment on everything about the LDS Church uh, on the Tribune website. No matter what you do, if they gave out $8 trillion to the homeless, well, what took you so long? You know, I mean, they're going to criticize no matter what. 
So they're going to just, it's going to be constant criticism. So you're never going to shut up anybody, everybody, because there's always going to be criticism. It's like racism. We're never going to get rid of it completely. It doesn't mean you don't try, but you're never going to get rid of it completely. It's never going to be 100% gone. Never, ever. Doesn't mean you don't try. So you can't worry about that. If they go eight and four, that's good enough. Because you just said they just had that quarterback, and and so mm-hmm. and he gained experience. So uh, the same line of thinking. Well, you you just the reason you just brought up you had an inexperienced quarterback, but yet you went eight and four, and somehow that's not good enough. That doesn't make any sense. And you're leading towards next season. No, I think this is a critical season for Kalani Satake's development of the program to say we've established ourselves as a program. It took a while. We had to go through some coaching, and guys were forced upon me that I didn't want, and I got rid of them, blah, blah, blah. And here we are, and we had a breakthrough, and now we're going to continue. And so every th- four out of five years or what have you, we're going to be a really good team. And that if they do that this year, that sends a strong, strong message. The best message that they will have sent in the six years that Kalani Sataki would be the coach. We are here. This is a good program. We've got it on solid foundation, and we're going to try to build each year. It's going to be hard because every year is different, and their schedule, you know, they don't necessarily have anything to ease into it. They don't have a tune-up game. Maybe they do this year, but that's just circumstantial. When they scheduled Arizona, they didn't know Arizona was coming into the game on a 12-game losing streak. With a brand-new coach. Uh, Yeah. And a largely brand-new roster. Right, and just so it worked out that way. But there's also pressure on that team speaking of the Cougars, that they've got to win that game then, and they can't just win it like they beat the Portland team a few years back where, man, that was ugly. They've got to win and look fairly good. But, you know, I was, I've been talking to people in the program, and they believe they've got something. They believe they've waded through a lot of the issues that they had because some of the issues that they had, they had in the beginning – People who weren't really authorized were doling out scholarships. And this has been out there. It's not like it's any brand new news. Maybe some listeners don't know it. And so they had a major scholarship crunch. And they still do. I wouldn't call it as major as it was uh, because they just gave out too many, offered too many. And, you know, the idea of, well, we'll figure it out when kids get back two years later and all. They got a much better handle on it now. And especially with this built bar, maybe they can they can use that. I'm not sure how that works as that's skirting rules. But, well... I don't know about the rules. I just saw. <laughs> I just saw nobody ne- does. The, Nebraska now with Scott Frost is having guys work out in the pandemic or whatever. Uh, and I was told by somebody everybody's done it. It's just that the Sun Devils were so over the top and blatant about it, and they took it to the highest level possible. But that everybody's been doing it. So it'll be interesting to see what their penalty is, especially since they didn't get the guys that they brought in anyway. <laughs> so, so it ended up being a waste of time. Uh, so we'll see on that. But. Also, two NFL people, NFL people have been around BYU's program, telling them, and I know this, I've been told this, that they like what they see, they like what they see in the program. So that's more a case of this is year six for Kalani, and the guys this staff identified, and we don't have to rehash all the Broncos' thoughts about the NFL. They're out there, and we've talked about them a million times. But yeah. Yeah, in yeah. year six, exactly. just the overall talent at multiple positions. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is better than it was. 100%, now, yes. is it good enough for this schedule? And is there the depth there if the wrong guys get hurt? A question for BYU, much as it is for lots of college. I think it's teams. good enough to get eight wins. 
DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We'll discuss this very point with Riley Jensen next. Reno Mahi moving to 830, right, Yuck? All right, Reno at 830, stay with us.